0: Welcome to Limitless Chatter. My name is Shelly. With me tonight is my Limitless ministry partner, Stephanie. Hi, Steph. Hey there. And we have Rhonda Sexton joining us for her second appearance on our show. Welcome, Rhonda. Hello. Thank Hi. you. Thank you for having me back. Oh, we would love to have you as often as you want. Very so- excited to have you back. Well, thank you. I was just telling Shelley earlier
1: that, uh, I was arguing with God about the message because it's a little (laughs) tough, but he reassured me that that's the message I want you to bring.
0: (laughs) Well, and tough messages are necessary. We have to get those messages out there just as much as the the fluffy ones. So um, before we get started, Rhonda, would you go ahead and pray us in, and then we'll just go from there.
1: Certainly. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together this evening and to visit in your name and share your word and your discernment over this word, Lord God, we just ask that all who hear the message hear exactly what you meant for them and that they will receive it into their spirit, Lord God, and invite Mm -hmm. you uh, into their life and, uh, to be a, a partner with you for the rest of their life in working toward your glorious kingdom. We thank you for that opportunity, Lord God, and we just ask the Holy Spirit to be with us and guide us and uh, be the bringer of the message. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. So Rhonda, the tough topic tonight, separating the wheat from the chaff so yes you you gave me this um topic what was it about a week ago or more
1: yeah um when we visited i started praying and uh the lord had brought me to this scripture more than once so i felt pretty confident that's what he was leading me to and it is um matthew 3 It starts in Matthew 3, verse 10, where um, John the Baptist is kind of paving the way for Jesus' ministry. And he's reminding his followers that are there that day of a scripture that's in the Old Testament. And he said, God has an ax ready to cut down everyone who doesn't produce good fruit. And he will throw those trees into the fire. Um, So that's kind of a kind of a harsh wake up call right at the beginning but verse 12 uh went on to compare Jesus as a farmer who brings home his harvest of wheat and he uses a tool to throw the wheat up into the air and what that does it separates the good wheat seeds from the rest of the plant that is no good mm-hmm. and so uh the remains are rendered useless and he's really talking about his followers um, being fruitful in our ministries. Right. And so uh, he goes on to say he carefully stores the seeds in the barn and burns everything else with fire. So mm. he takes his good fruit that is produced, which is in this analogy, us Christians, um, and he stores stores it and protects it into in the barn but then all the rest the things that are of no use to him gets uh pushed aside and burned because it's of no use and i just thought oh my goodness you know we've we've been raised if we've been raised in the church you've heard that the um harvest is ripe and Um, the workers are few you've heard the Um, analogies and these stories all of our life but never in history has it been so apparent to look out onto society and see this divide growing larger and larger and larger Um, when I think about um, uh, just what has happened over the last really two years i mean we've had covid for one full year and then we kind of started the year before that with some severe political unrest Mm -hmm. um so i think it it seems like it's a purification process um, because all of the darkness is kind of being brought into the light and you, you don't really know something is wrong until it is brought up into the light. And so I think um, we've been living on autopilot for a while um, as the church. I mean, you know, there's missionaries and, and we're holding good meetings and we're doing good things still at the church. I'm not saying it's not, but don't you... Do you get what I'm trying to say about how it seems like maybe we've been asleep at the wheel?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. So throughout the generations, uh, it seems like the people, the, the Americans especially, have gotten further away from the word and the directions that God gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just been filling our physical needs and goals and we're kind of stuck in survival mode. So as long as we're going to work and getting that paycheck and able to provide the things we're used yeah. to have, having, we don't really want for more out of life. Sure. But, um, you know, that's not really thriving, it's surviving, but it's, it's not really what God intended for us. Right. When, you, when you read through right. the scripture, you know, it says that God intends for us to be joint heirs with Christ. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's a hard thing to swallow, but I don't think we really been, have been acting uh, like we believe that.
0: Yeah. Sure. I, I heard a message. But, you know, we're all concerned. Do what? I was just going to say I heard a message from uh, Jimmy Evans last week. I'm not sure when the message came out because I just randomly listened to things. Uh, and he was talking about how um, God wants to bless every. He wants to yes. bless his children, but yeah. he also wants to make sure that his blessings are not going to be thrown back at him for example if yes. he if he blesses someone with abundant flow of cash and then they're not using the cash the way he intended them to use it um, then you know that blessing's wasted or if he blesses someone with musical ability but they're not using that musical ability toward to what he his intentions were then that's a wasted blessing so he wants to bless us, but he also wants to make sure um, that we are not going to throw it back at him and, and waste it. So, and I feel like there's a lot of a um, lot of people that are wasting their blessings. And you know, I feel like I probably have wasted blessings as well. Well, I think I think well, everybody does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean,
1: it's, it's hard to look back at those times, those dry spells in your, in your mm-hmm. walk and not, like, judge yourself or condemn yeah. yourself. So mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. But it's kind of like I was reading this out of Exodus 2, and it was talking about that Moses saw the oppression of his people and felt certain that he was the one to deliver them. And in the righteous indignation of his own spirit, he started to right their wrongs. After the first strike for God and for the right, God allowed Moses to be driven into blank discouragement. So like the first time when he was uh, young, he said, oh, yeah, I'm the leader. I'm going to get all these people out of this pit. Mm -hmm. And but then he murdered and so he he became judge and jury and he had his own righteousness that he was he was sort of uh in his own ego you know look at me i can do this and god allowed him to feed sheep for 40 years Mm -hmm. until he brought him back to that that burning bush and then when when he got there he said i'm not worthy because he had learned his humility and Uh he had learned that we do nothing if not through his power. Right. Right. And so, and then at that point he said, well, Lord, who am I? And he, he said, you tell him that you are who the I am sent. Uh So, I mean, I've even went through this in my ministry, you know, feeling called and feeling um, yeah. like there's so much to do and, you know, trying to, to push and learn as much as I could, but really until you come to the point where you give up and say, okay, God, uh, this is on your timeline. This is right. in your will. Uh, yeah. I have, you know, I'm not going to push anymore. I'm going to allow things to come and just be and then that is when stuff starts clicking and it's uh-huh. just it's just that we are so human yes <laughs> Yes. only that human nature oh, didn't yeah. get in the way <laughs> all the time <laughs> oh, oh. but as we grow in our faith and our relationship with god we really should see those gifts of discernment and mm-hmm. wisdom, you know, growing, and we should see us being able to bite our tongue more often and right. to not jump to conclusions and to not think, um, "Well, at least I'm not that bad." Those, you know, those right. judgmental <laughs> thoughts that we all have, um, and we really shouldn't have to rely on the media or politicians to tell mm-hmm. us what to think or believe. No, we no. shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to do that. So, um, you know, in this unprecedented time, it's painfully obvious that our systems are all broken. You know, we could look at healthcare, government, uh, education. We can look at any system that we, in our infinite wisdom, have kicked God out of. Mm -hmm. There's cracks in the foundation, people. if it's not going to be done right it is not going to last yeah and And we've got a young generation
0: of oh go ahead i was just going to say the same can be said for our lives not just not just the division amongst the the people but within ourselves because isn't god shaking away that um yucky stuff from us as well sure useless stuff that we yes yes that we don't need. Yes, so. completely. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, you COVID was it. a
0: perfect example of, of allowing
1: something miraculous to happen so we could take a look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yes. It's
1: very true. And the church, the church really, I think, had to step back and kind of re-re- re, prioritize. I mean we've all had to uh you know we were all limited on gatherings and Ah. yeah. So the the church Mm -hmm. the church was kind of hit pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah with that. But if you think though um, the think about the
2: progression of how things have then moved to the internet where millions more can be reached Yes, yeah. yes and I'm yes. not saying that going to a church is a bad thing I'm not saying that's something that we don't need in our lives I mean because I know I need that oh, in yeah, my life I miss it.
1: um yeah, me too.
2: but at the same time expanding so many churches are put have put their sermons online yeah. and their worship online and so I just you know I feel like that was a blessing that came out of it is that
0: yeah
2: you know and, and look, here we are. Yeah. Yes. We weren't able to meet. Our ministry wasn't able to do events. And so here, here we are.
1: And yeah. see, that is exactly the point, is taking the circumstances that we are in the midst of and making the absolute best use of it. Right. And so, yay, kudos, because that is the whole point. Mm -hmm. So I was reading, um, second Corinthians five, and I was moved how Paul was teaching that the church was taking for granted the gift of salvation. And, Mm -hmm. um, he, he, Paul was telling him, look, this is not a small gift. This was that God made him who had no sin become your sin. So we can become the righteousness of God. Yes, And that seems wrong to say that I am the righteousness of God because we were taught to be humble. We were taught to understand that we could never reach the heights that Jesus did. We were taught to understand that um, he had no sin and we were born in sin. I mean, we have been taught... The things that keep us in line, but it doesn't seem like we have been taught the things of how to break out and to become in alignment with Him. And right. that's mm-hmm. kind of frustrating that um, people seem uh, to be in confusion and despair. And, you know, Paul knew a thing or two about corruption and false witness and overcoming feeling like he was up against impossible odds. I mean, Paul Mm -hmm. knew these feelings, but he says in 2 Corinthians 6, in times of hardship, troubles and distress... Non-believers are watching and they're looking to Christians for examples. He warns the believers to watch our actions and our words and to not be a stumbling block for others. Because if they see us do it, they're going to think it's okay for them to do it. And if they see us acting one way in church and another way at work, they're going to use that as an excuse to not want to have anything to do with Christianity. Right. And it's so hard because, uh, you know, we've got an example after example after example that speaks to that same argument. hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. And so we have true. no excuse. And
1: yeah.
0: Other than just we being have no human, excuse, we so. screw up. We screw up. Yeah. We do make mistakes. We do make mistakes.
1: We do make mistakes, but we have to be accountable for those Uh mistakes instead of acting like we didn't do it. Uh You know, I mean, I'm amazed sometimes when working with adults that uh, they don't have the kind of accountability that uh, elementary school kids do. (laughs) And I mean, there's got to be a point where we. Stop making excuses uh-huh. for that kind of behavior. I mean, right. we were all like, you know, young women starting our careers in the late '80s, early '90s.
0: Hey, now, no, 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 don't talk we about. Well, I was,
1: I was. <laughs> So, I mean, I can't explain to you the strides we have made as far as being a woman in the workplace, safety of being a woman in the workplace, Um, you know, respect about being a woman in the workplace. Things have changed to where my daughters have no clue what that was like, what we saw, how women got to move up and uh how... Some women didn't get to move up. I mean, if you stood for your values, a lot of times you did not get a promotion right? because we didn't play the game. And mm-hmm. so that was persecution. And mm-hmm. I really think that we've come a long way as mm-hmm. far as that goes. Um, but still, even still in the church today, women do not get the same opportunities that men do as far as ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's it needs to change. And people who are remain joyous and hopeful and strong, they remain um, committed to their causes um, that don't waver. These are the people that I would like to see in leadership, you know, in our country in, in our communities in politics. I just think that we need to start looking for people that see, that actually have the Holy Spirit leading them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know this by the way they act. Yes. And we've all worked in places where we weren't led by people like that mm-hmm. and how chaotic and just, you know, dissent, mm-hmm. how it is to work in that kind of environment right. and, uh, i just truly think that god is separating um the the wheat the the holy spirit guided discerning uh joyful christ-filled people from the rest and you can tell within five minutes of being in in people's presence the difference yes and so it's so important that we seek out the Holy spirit and that we seek out um, God's will for us. Right. If he, if he indeed is causing revival, if he indeed is uh, in control of the way this last year has gone. And I believe he
0: is. Yeah. I mean, we've had Mm -hmm. a
1: lot of loss. We've had a lot of sadness. We've been, put in a box and told not to move. Mm -hmm. I mean, none of us have liked that No,
0: but I really
1: feel like that God is using this to wake us up and to point out the cracks in the foundations Mm -hmm. and say, you know, you got to get back. You got to get back to values. And what I I said, because, you know, there's so many stories about Babylon and all these, uh, you know kingdoms that were just fell one after another mm-hmm. and we have followed in their footsteps and repeated mm-hmm. we we worship idols in money and superstars and actresses and purses and I mean sometimes we worship church because it's right the social thing to do mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah it's true, you have to get back, uh, It's and God has to be our foundation, mm-hmm. He's the only solid foundation. And when you take that foundation away, then you are going to have cracks, you're going to have right. crumbling and tumbling down. And so, you know, like you said, seeking the Holy Spirit, um, pursuing God's will for your life, and allowing Him to I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, just allowing Him to influence every single aspect of your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like you said, yeah. people are watching.
1: They are absolutely watching and they're waiting for us to mess up. And that's what the first thing you'll see on the n- news feed or the news is when somebody messes up. Right. And, you know, that's very unfortunate, but we've given, we've given too many opportunities. Yes. You know, we, we've got to decide what our goal is. Is our goal a bigger, fancier, louder uh, environment to worship? Or is it to be like Jesus in every way? Um, To teach and lead humbly with a servant's heart. Mm
0: -hmm. And to love. You know, a servant's
1: heart has not been very well paid. (laughs) in our society it sure hasn't (laughs) no no i mean we notice it and we talk about it all the time how the people that are putting their life on the line um just aren't paid as well as a pro basketball player and yes to me that's just appalling but that's the way it has been hopefully we will transition out of that into a more um respectful attitude and uh respect for those servants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in in john 13 jesus uh was washing the disciples feet as a gesture of how much he loved them Mm -hmm. and um right right to me that is just so so beautiful Mm -hmm. um he says, now that I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you should do so. Also, I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. And so basically he was telling his disciples, Hey, don't be thinking you're these, you know, hotshot followers of Jesus after I'm gone and let everybody (laughs) worship you and Mm -hmm. say, Oh, you know, you guys are the, the end all be all no, no, no. It's not how I want you to act. I want you to continue, uh, to serve, right. And, and do as I have done. Mm-hmm. None of us can be effective if we're spoiled, if we're so spoiled that we can't lower ourselves to serve.
0: I, I saw some place, uh, I don't know where, just this week, actually, that said, um, you know you often think about if you knew it was your last day to live what would you do and people mm-hmm. always think about oh i would take a trip or i would do you know things that they've never done before jump out of an airplane all of these things and then it said think about what jesus did knowing his last day and he was washing feet yeah so yeah. it kind of it kind of made me think wow you know we, we have our uh, priorities way off. If we had one day, if we knew we had one day left on this earth, what would we do? I mean, I would like yeah. to think that if I had one day, I would be out on the streets trying to bring the crowd with me to Jesus. But um, I mean, what would we do? Well, you know, our goal is to get to a point
1: that our everyday life is, would be acceptable uh, Mm -hmm. in that situation. Yeah. Right. You know, and that would be to be surrounded with, by love. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be surrounded by people that love you like that unless you've served them in some way, right. And Mm -hmm. unless you've, you've lived in a way that has presented Jesus in flesh.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And a lot of times I think people try to make it way harder. They want to learn scripture first because they want to have, you know, they think, yeah, I have to quote it or that, you know, I don't know. They want to get better at this before they start witnessing to right. people because I'm just not good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think that God cares about that. I think, uh, didn't Moses stutter? Mm-hmm. Or uh, he had yeah. some kind yeah. of an impediment. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Paul was on the other side. He was the most feared <laughs> bad right. guy known to man. And mm-hmm. then goes on to be one of the best apostles of all time wrote more of the new testament than anybody and think about david yeah <laughs> yeah wow he was just a roller coaster of <laughs> being on top and then being on the bottom but he always went back in the scripture i think that's why he's in there because the scripture always shows him going back and asking God Mm -hmm. for forgiveness and to guide him and to get him out of this mess. (laughs) You know, that's, that's it. If we would just ask him to get us out of this mess and that's, you know, that was kind of the end of my, uh, speech here was that we need strength, we need prayer and we need belief. And that comes from complete and total reliance on God to know that we are not in control. Our ego is not in control. I mean, hello, just because I want something to happen does not mean that it is in God's will. Mm -hmm. And prayer is your number one weapon to changing the world. Really? I mean, Mm -hmm. miracles happen when huge groups get together to pray.
0: It doesn't even have to be huge we've seen many no, two, happen- or
1: more. <laughs> two or yeah. more that's right yeah yeah so i mean i've got a prayer partner that we prayed together for many years now and i can't i mean i can write a book from the answered prayer that we have yeah. seen yeah it is amazing and so if each one of us were to pray for you know, those cracks in that foundation to to be revealed. And, you know, as a society, we are almost to the point where there are no secrets. We've got cameras on everything. Mm -hmm. Everybody's recording everything. One of these days, we're going to have the gates open and we're all going to be taken back at the reality of how far off track we've gotten. I mean, I don't even know, but I do feel Mm -hmm. like that that day is coming and it'll be hard, but at least it will shine the light on it. Mm -hmm. So there is no more darkness. I mean, we've got to mentally be strong enough to accept the reality that things have gotten off track. We, we, we don't have time anymore to point and say, well, it's your fault, it's your fault. Right. Uh, we, should be, we should be more evolved, more uh, wise, more discerning. Mm-hmm. It's not a blame game, we're all at fault. No. But I tell you yeah. what, this generation that's coming up of these, these young adults, uh, they don't stand for it. They'll call you out. <laughs> they will call people out. So we best be getting, you know, purified now because I think the the longer we're in this and the more young people rise up to, you know, take leadership positions. I mean, eventually one of these days, it is all gonna be out in the open and hopefully a level playing field. Yeah,
2: right.
1: For everybody. And that leaders will be only those that can walk the walk and talk the talk and be the talk and actually live it because well, there's no and, more privacy.
0: And for those of us who who are watching the leadership and things that go on, you know, we can all speak our mind. We can all complain about this or complain about that. But really, what's the point? What we really need to do to be doing is being on our knees and praying about it instead of yes. pointing out everything um, that we think needs to yes. change. You know, we we have an issue with something. Take it to God, you know. Yes. Um, yes. Because. Right. And uh, after all of this. That's something that the younger
1: generation hasn't learned yet.
0: Right. Uh,
1: they're still hot-headed but that's where we come in as as the older generation and we can you know show them these scriptures of mm-hmm. discernment and kind of help teach them I know that when I was a young mom it just seemed like you know all the older women they never said anything. They never tried to give me any tips or <laughs> say
0: thank good. Well, luck. this
1: is you know <laughs> Yeah, they're just you're all y'all are on your own
0: <laughs> you know, days.
1: <laughs> that's just the difference of, of the generations. I mean, mm-hmm. my yeah. my family were like, okay, you're 18, you're out of the house, don't come back, you know. That's just the way they were <laughs> yeah. and uh, society has changed a lot yeah. since then. Yeah. We can't have the same mentality with our young women that our parents had with us. We can't because they will turn us off faster than you can turn around. <laughs> you know, they tune, you, tune us out and they're not mm-hmm. interested in that. Um, they yeah. do need to be prayed for and uplifted and mm-hmm. you're right, uh, drama in any arena uh doesn't need to be repeated over and over and over and over it needs to be prayed for and then let god handle the rest of it right and that's you know that's a hard thing to teach your young women too is to not get caught up in the drama but when they were raised with only examples of drama right that was pretty rough pretty hard i mean maybe at home they were taught that but Almost every show uh, yes. on television was all drama, yeah. and I would—I remember telling my older girls that that's not reality TV. That is not any reality that I know or want.
2: Mm-mm.
1: We need yeah. to demand more. That. Yeah, we need to demand more from ourselves, from our friends, yes. and mm-hmm. from the people we interact with. Absolutely. And it's, you know, sometimes it's a lonely life, because if you weed out those people, sometimes <laughs> you're sitting there by yourself. Yep. But you gotta, if you got a Bible, you can pick that up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you're and never invite, alone. You're never alone. God. always have the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Invite God, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that if you get into that situation where you lose your old friends, um, God's going to give you a new one that's going to help you along your journey. So, I mean. Have we experienced mm-hmm. that, Shelley? Hell oh, yeah. no, never. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, this whole- But- Go ahead.
1: Keep a smile on your face because you count it all. You count it all as joy. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. What I, exactly. I say, that's another diamond in my crown, girl. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like um, the three of us, especially, With, um, we all kind of started in a ministry around the same time, Rhonda, you started before us, but because of those, because of our ministry Mm -hmm. brought us together as a very strong um, female team. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Rhonda, that we can count on you, you know, as one of our inner circle. You better if believe we it. need a prayer partner, you're going to yes. be there for us. And Absolutely. You know, I feel like, um, God brought us together and together we're stronger. So I'm thankful Amen. for you. I know Stephanie is and thankful for both of you. Yes.
1: Well, I'm thankful. For and, you know, and too. I'm thankful.
2: I'm just, I'm thankful that God has brought us all together yep. in the ways that he has. You know, we've, Shelly and I have talked about paths that we were on before and doors that have been closed. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't understand why these doors weren't opening. Um, But now we can see it very clearly like there was a reason. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I've said before, I don't believe in coincidences. And I know that you were placed in Shelly's life a while back so that we could reconnect at some point. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I believe this was all divine intervention, and oh, yeah. you know, God is always in control. And when we pray about it instead of complaining about it, um, that's when He moves mountains,
0: right? Amen.
1: Right. Yeah, well, you know, I've seen people who rely on faith and discernment, and they will tell you that they didn't always like what they were going through, but they're grateful at the end for having gone through it. So I know uh, many of us share a story about growing up or whatever, uh, or a traumatic event. We've all been through pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't, we we wouldn't uh, really go through it again. But we all believe that that is what has made us stronger. And mm-hmm. when you're on your knees, there's really nowhere else to go but to God. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I know people, I know people make fun of it or, you know, kind of mock relying on a higher power sometimes, but... Mm-hmm. I've tried it all the other ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I've tried it the other ways and it just does not bring true peace and happiness. Nothing else works. Yeah. Nothing. Well, I, I recently picked up a book and I read a piece that said, from the time we are born, we are just looking for that face that looks at us in love like God, the father did. And that floored me Mm
2: -hmm. because that is so
1: true. Everyone is Mm -hmm. just looking for that face that looks at them in love as much as God, the father did. But you know, many times we allow ourselves to get disappointed because we don't feel like we've found that. and. And we waller in it and then we don't expect to find any better and we want to just focus on what we didn't get mm-hmm. and God can't send us anymore because all we're speaking into existence is the negative. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we put ourselves in cycles a lot of times right uh and hinder our own joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also heard it
2: said, God can't put blessings into hands that are full. So if mm-hmm. you're holding on to things that are not good for you and your hands are full yeah. of things that God never intended for you, he can't put what he wants for you into those hands until you let go of those things mm-hmm. that he never intended for you.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I learned that about my closet. If you, <laughs> you, know, you buy something new. Yeah, it's you can really get rid of, rid of something, of it, right? And, and God's always giving you a good deal after that.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm at that right yes. now. I can't fit another thing in that closet. I, I've got to give something that. away.
2: Give something See, away. that's what you need to do. We need to away. get rid. I guarantee of you'll them find
1: something yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Get rid of all those
2: things that we don't need, don't use, don't you know? And of course, you know, yeah.
1: don't have to be used literally and metaphorically, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, be that person, be that person who is always giving something, uh, giving something away or giving a hand, giving somebody a ride. I mean, just look for ways to be Jesus in reality. Yeah, you know, yes, I call that Jesus with skin on. Yeah, I every (laughs) every morning before I walk out the door, I always pray for God to bring who needs to be in my life in today. And if I can show kindness Mm -hmm. wherever I'm at, you know, please don't let me miss an opportunity. And I really I feel like he grants that prayer every single day. And yeah. my life is so much happier when I'm able to, to stop and slow down and focus mm-hmm. on what I can do for others instead of what I can achieve or get from a certain, certain circumstance, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. Sure. So yeah, I'll, definitely. Just changing our perspective to being useful. hmm Really can bring a lot of joy and peace and more opportunity into your life. Right. And, you know, then it doesn't become about how much money you're making. It's almost like how much fun can I have in one day? You know, <laughs> That's you right. make everything fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything is fun. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> maybe not everything, but like we
0: got a new puppy. Oh well stephanie would body. find that fun body training body. but, <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah find the joy find the joy in everything you do right right definitely all right well i feel like with that we should uh call it an, call it a show all right definitely any, that any was really awesome huh? Any final
1: thoughts before we sign off? Oh, no. I just thank you again for allowing me to come and speak what God has been putting on my heart. And I hope uh, nobody took offense or, you know, it's it's so much easier to preach a positive message that mm-hmm. is sunshine and rainbows. But right. I don't think that's in God's agenda for me this year. I think it's going to be a hard, you know, uh, kind of a hard look in the mirror
0: yeah I think he's
1: really trying to get us off our butts <laughs> yeah. yeah get out yeah. there and you know really start making a difference because uh the faster we get to it uh the more people can be saved and right and, uh, you know if his return is is close then we want to bring as many of our friends and family with us as we we can absolutely amen So, thank you
0: for the opportunity to do that. (laughs) Well, like I said before, we love having you on the show. So, anytime
1: you want to be on here,
0: you know we're going to contact you again. (laughs) I hope
1: so. I hope so. I don't want to be a pest, but (laughs) anytime. All right. So, all right. Well, God bless you, girls, and I keep you in my prayers. So, we'll talk to you
0: soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye
1: Bye. Bye.